0: Heavily vaxxed areas are overwhelmed by Omicron, but few people are dying, and yet everyone is panicking. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. The Ben Shapiro show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. For peace of mind, whenever you go online, visit expressvpn.com slash Ben. We'll get to all the news in just one moment. First, you're trying to help out your holiday budget this season. You're spending a lot of money on Christmas gifts. Now's a great time to save on stuff you don't need to be spending a lot of money on. And that would mean your cell phone bill. If you'd like to be a hero for the holidays, how about getting your loved one a new iPhone as well? That's right, Pure Talk has iPhone 12s starting at just 479 bucks through the end of the year. And yes, they have the 13s too. I switched to Pure Talk. I'm getting the same great nationwide 5G coverage, As the big guys, you can as well. The average family will save over $800 a year just by switching over. It's a lot of money. I wouldn't tell you to use a service I'm not completely happy with. You should make the switch. With PureTalk's 30-day risk-free guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Unlimited talk, text, six gigs of data, just 30 bucks a month. And as I said, you can get the iPhone 12 right now for $479. It's a great deal. Go to puretalk.com, shop for the plan and phone that is right for you. Enter promo code Shapiro, save an additional 50% off your very first month and save on a new phone. That is puretalk.com. Promo code Shapiro. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. That's puretalk.com. Promo code Shapiro to get started and save an additional 50% off your very first month of coverage. All righty. So we're all supposed to panic. Panic, panic, everybody panic. This is the tenor in the media today. The entire media are now under the impression that we are all going to die of COVID. Now, this is not a change from the entire history of the pandemic. At the beginning, we were all going to die of COVID, but we didn't know anything. Then we knew that if you were young and healthy, the chances were very, very low that you were going to die of COVID. It didn't matter. The media continued to proclaim that you were going to die of COVID because COVID was super duper duper scary, no matter the fact that if you were young, you had about 1,000 times less a chance of dying than if you were elderly in the United States. Or that if you were obese, you had a far higher chance of dying than if you were healthy. There were very obvious striations in terms of risk when it came to COVID from the very start. And the media just fibbed about it. They would have on doctors, they'd have on Fauci, or they'd have on... Or they'd have on Robert Redfield. They'd have on people who would just say things like, well, you know, you could die. And it's like, well, that that doesn't help me at all. I need an actual risk assessment. It's true. Any possible day, I could die. Any moment, I could die, right? Lightning bolt comes down from the sky, hits you, and you're dead. That could happen. But nobody lives their life in fear of the lightning bolt. So the question is whether we are talking about a lightning bolt coming down from the sky or whether we are talking about the chances they are going to get hit by a car or whether we're talking about the chances that you're going to die of cancer over the course of your lifetime. So what exactly are the chances here? And the media continually refuse to assess the risk. Well, now they're doing the exact same thing with Omicron, right? Omicron is supposed to be the scariest thing ever. And the reason that Omicron is super scary is because it is evading vaccines when it comes to preventing infection and because it is really, really transmissible. And so everybody's going to get it. Now, your first question should be, when somebody says you are about to get hit with a virus, your first question should be, okay, how bad is it going to be? That would be the normal first question. Right? You're going to get hit with the virus. I want to know whether the virus is Ebola or whether the virus is the common cold. Which one is it? And if somebody told you, you are going to get the common cold this year, live in fear, you'd be like, uh, no, no. I'm, I'm going to be fine. I probably won't even stay home from the office. I'm just going to take a little day quill and go into the office because it turns out that even if I give it to everybody else in the office and they all get the common cold, then whatever, man, because that's life. You know, we can't all live in a, in a society together without some people getting mild illness sometimes right that's just a normal fact of everyday life we've forgotten about all that the media have decided that anytime there is a mild illness that everybody is going to get we are supposed to freak the we're supposed to freak out so you see headlines like this covid surge is gripping new york city ahead of the holidays we've never seen this before alexandra marquez writing for cnbc.com new york city's covid-19 positivity rate doubled in just 3 days as the city battles a virus surge ahead of the holidays Dr. Jay Varma, a top health advisor to Mayor Bill de Blasio, tweeted Thursday, um, we've never seen this before in New York City. From December 9th to December 12th, the percentage of positive tests in the city spiked from 3.9% to 7.8%. Varma said this is SARS-CoV-2 evading both vaccine and virus-induced immunity against infection, unlike any variant before. Now notice, he's not saying that it is evading vaccine or virus-induced immunity against hospitalization and death, which is the thing you actually care about. Again, if I were gonna tell you you already had COVID. That means that if you get COVID again, you're not going to die. You're not going to be hospitalized. You're going to be sick for like a day. you like, oh, okay. Well, you know, that's life. But the way that they, they, they constantly conflate in the media, immunity against infection versus immunity against hospitalization and death. I don't care about being infected with the virus if it means that I have the sniffles. I don't care. And no one else should care because that is just called life. But we're supposed to care now because we have been trained by the media, and by our government, that the government can stop this thing. Again, I keep saying it because it's true. There's a fundamental lie we were told from day one, and that's if you listen to the government enough, the virus will just go away. It will just stop. That is not correct. It is not true. It has never been true. It is certainly not true now, which means that we're going to have to live with the virus. Good news. The virus you have to live with now is so much milder than the original variant that it is in most cases asymptomatic or common cold-like. According to, the, according to the latest data. And yet we're supposed to treat it as though it's going to kill everybody for purposes of telling you to mask up and lock down. And even if you're vaxxed, you're supposed to stay away from people. Like all of this is nonsense. I'm just telling you, it's nonsense. Like the, the, the measures that are being recommended right now by your public health establishment are completely disconnected from the conditions on the ground. They're completely disconnected from the data on Omicron. They're completely disconnected. They've been disconnected for a while. Okay, they were disconnected once the vaccines came out. And then they were disconnected with regard to Delta. We still, okay, still, there are zero studies, zero, showing that any mask short of a KN95 stops Delta. Forget about Omicron. Omicron, by the way, is 70 times more infectious than Delta. We still don't have a study. That study from Malaysia, the one that they're constantly citing about how effective masks are and there are serious questions about that study in the first place. I looked at that study. There are, it is not a particularly well-constructed study. Even if you take the bottom line results at face value, That was a test that was done before the rise of Delta. I asked the study authors myself. Delta was something like 40 times as infectious as the original virus. And now you have a virus that's like 70 times as infectious as Delta. And you're telling me that your stupid surgical mask is going to stop that if we all wear the surgical masks enough? Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck with that. I mean, we are seeing this thing spread like nobody's business. And guess what? People are generally not dying. That's what the data are showing. But again, the media have to push this thing like it's the end of the world. Positivity rates are rising, says CNBC, as the Omicron variant spreads. According to data released Wednesday from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, New York and New Jersey are the two states with the most rapid spread of the newly identified variant. OK, by the way, this should show you that all of the government's talk about how lockdown measures are going to save us all. Uh, you notice two of the most lockdown states still are New Jersey and New York in the country. They're also two of the states with the highest vaccination rates. So um, what happened? What happened? We were told that if we did all of the things, you would protect us. Weird, because they did all the things in New York. They did all the things in New Jersey. And guess what? It's real cold outside. So everybody's going inside and they're all getting infected with the virus. Just as I said they would, because that's what the data show. See, all along the line here, I have just been following the data, the actual underlying data. That's what I care about. I don't care about the politics of masking. I don't care about the politics of lockdowns. I don't care about any of the politics of it because it's irrelevant. The question is going to be how you balance the everyday needs of Americans with the risk factors from the virus. And all balances were deemed verboten from day one by the media and by the government. If you said we have to balance these two factors, how you live your life and the risks of the virus, they would say, no, no, no. You have to treat the risks of the virus not only as completely outsized, like wildly out of proportion with what the actual risks of the virus are. You have to completely disregard any other associated costs. And if you don't do that, you're a bad person. If you don't do that, you want to kill grandma. This was the line, and they're still using that same line, and somehow idiots are falling for it. It's amazing to me. Somehow people are still falling for this thing. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, does it make sense that a single company controls 90% of all internet searches, runs your email service, and gets to track everything you do on your smartphone? Big tech is more powerful than most countries, and they profit by exploiting your personal data. It's time to put a layer of protection between you and your online activity and the people who exploit that online activity. That's why I use ExpressVPN. Think about how much of your life is on the internet. Sadly, every site you visit, video you watch, or message you send gets tracked and data mined. But when you run ExpressVPN on your device, their software hides your IP address. This is something big tech can use to personally identify you. So ExpressVPN makes your activity harder to trace and sell to advertisers. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your internet data to keep you safe from hackers and eavesdroppers on your network. ExpressVPN does all of that without slowing your connection. What I like most about ExpressVPN, it's really easy to use. Download that app on your computer or phone. Tap one button, you are now protected. So, stop handing over your personal data to the big tech monopoly that mines your activity and sells your information. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me safe online. Visit expressvpn.com slash Ben. That's expressvp slash Ben. Get three extra months for free. Go to expressvpn.com slash Ben right now to learn more. Listen, if you are elderly, you should be scared of, of pretty much anything that is disease-related. It's funny, I was at dinner last night with an ophthalmologist friend and uh, is a really large practice. And he was talking, he he gave me a a statistic I found fascinating. The dirty little secret about medicine in the United States is that the people in the United States who die are old. Now, I know that's a shock to you, but that is the reality. Whenever you hear that something kills a lot of Americans, understand that virtually everything we are talking about is a thing that kills a lot of old Americans. Because it turns out as you get old, you get closer to death. I know statistical, it's shocking, it's shocking. How dare we mention the fact that as you get older, you are probably going to die at a higher rate than if you are 30. I know this is devastating news to all of us who know this from the time that we are small children, that if you die at night, your chances of dying at 91 are not the same as your chance of dying at 11, right? Like we all know this, but when we mention it, it's kind of awkward. Okay, so here's a stat. You ready for this? What is the surgery with the highest associated rate of death? The surgery in the United States, after which people tend to die most often, what do you think it is? The answer, cataract surgery. Now, cataract surgery is like an outpatient procedure where very often you don't even have to be anesthetized. A cataract surgery is not a major procedure. So why is everybody dying after a cataract surgery? Why do so many people die after? it? Because they're all 90. That's why you have cataracts in the first place. You have cataracts in the first place because you're 90. And then you die because you're 90. Not because of the cataract. Okay, so this is true with virtually everything in American life, right? We talked about this a few days ago. There's a big headline in the New York Times. One out of 100 people who are above the age of 65 in the United States died of COVID last year. They're like, right, but how many people above the age of 65 die every year in the United States? And the answer is four. Right, one out of 25 people above the age of 65 will die in the United States. Why? Because there are a lot of people above the age of 65 who are 80. There are a lot of people above the age of 65 who are 90. So yeah, that is not a shocking statistic, particularly. The reason this makes a difference, folks, is because when you are constructing systems for the entirety of humanity, when you're constructing systems that don't just affect 80-year-olds in nursing homes, but affect 30-year-olds at work or five-year-olds at school, and you don't treat them differently, it's because you are doing bad public policy. It's because you're an ignoramus or you're badly motivated. Those are the only two possibilities here. It is certainly not driven by public health. But they're going to panic you. This is the only way that they can control you. According to Dr. Dave A. Choksi, commissioner of the New York City Health Department, Omicron is here in New York City. It is spreading quickly. De Blasio and his health advisors at the briefing expressed concern ahead of the holiday season. Demand for testing has increased following a few major events, including last weekend's annual SantaCon pub crawl event. He said, we're seeing a surge ahead of the holidays. I do expect cases will continue to increase in the coming days. De Blasio announced that they're going to increase their testing capacity. Good luck. I mean, I'm sorry, but the testing, you can't test and trace. It ain't gonna make a difference. This thing spreads too fast. Right now, in South Korea, they can't slow down COVID-19. More than 80% of South Korea is, is dosed already, two doses. But they're now reinstituting restrictions based on Omicron. In recent days, health officials accelerated the timetable for adults to get a booster down to three months from a prior way to five months. Teens must now get vaccinated by February or face penalties. Starting next month, one South Korean city will use facial recognition technology to automate contact tracing as a way to speed up investigations. You know what all this is going to accomplish? Pretty much nil. Because Omicron is going to hit everyone. Everyone is going to get it. And for virtually everyone, it's going to be asymptomatic or a cold. Hey, Dr. Marty McCarry, I talked to him yesterday about this. Hey, Dr. McCarry is calling it the Omicold. Because for a huge, huge, huge majority of people, you're going to get the sniffles. That's it. And vaccines are not going to prevent you from getting the sniffles. So all of the tactics that are designed to get you to boost, for example... You have to have a booster or you can't go to a restaurant. Why? Explain. Re- truly explain. I want to know, does it radically reduce your risk of COVID death to get a booster? Not if you're 30. It doesn't. Not according to the stats provided by the manufacturers of the vaccine. Okay, uh, how about, is it going to reduce transmission? Nope, not with Omicron It ain't Because the evidence is showing that, for example, BuzzFeed, New York City holiday party, it's a COVID super spreader event. According to Mediaite, Several BuzzFeed staffers have been infected with COVID-19 following the company's holiday party in Manhattan last week. Three BuzzFeed employees who tested positive following the party told the told Insider they were vaccinated. They received their boosters prior to getting COVID-19 at the event. So are they hospitalized or dying? No, they are experiencing mild symptoms. Apparently, BuzzFeed responded by putting a temporary freeze on group meetings over six people, requiring masks in the office until further notice, freezing all non-essential business travel until the New Year. None of this is going to help, none of it. None of it. Omicron is too infectious. End of story. Again, just assume you're going to get immunity from the virus one way or another. End of story. We're done, but we're not done because they'll never let it be done. See, here is the thing. It's an, it's an amazing logical flip that they've made. Okay, the idea is in order to prevent forever lockdown, we must lock you down indefinitely. You see the trick? The trick is we have to lock you down now without an end date so that you won't have to lock down forever. I feel like that's kind of the same thing, guys. I kind of, because you have offered no pathway out. You have, like, at what point do you say we're done? The answer is at no point do you say we're done. Ever, 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 ever. Because if Omicron, I'm looking at the stats right now. Okay, here is the way usually COVID works. The way COVID works is usually have a spike in cases. Then about two weeks later, or a week later, you have a spike in hospitalization. And then about three weeks later, or to a month later, you have a spike in death. So I'm looking at the South African stats right now. Okay, South Africa. Started to spike in terms of cases, basically mid-November. So they went from their seven-day running average of cases being essentially two hundred forty-five, two hundred seventy-five, somewhere in that neighborhood at the beginning of November, and then in, in you know mid-mid no, mid to late November, about a month ago, it spiked. It started to spike. It went up to six hundred eighty-seven new cases per day, and then you had eight thousand new cases per day by by the end of November. And today, you have about twenty-five thousand new cases per day in South Africa, right? So it started to spike at the end of December. I mean, at the, at, the end of, at the end of November. At the end of November, mid-November, about a month ago, this is when we started to see the spike in cases. So you would expect to see a, uh, a spike in death as well, correct? Uh, there is only one problem. I'm also looking at the South African death statistics, and I'm seeing no spike in death. As in zero, none, zip, nada, nil. Okay, the, the average rolling death rate in November, mid-November was about 15 The average rolling death rate, seven-day rolling death rate right now is about 27. So no. The answer is no. Right? The seven-day average November 10th was 31. The average rolling death rate today, 29. Which means Omicron. And by the way, this is not a secret. This is the part that's unbelievable. It's not a secret. The South African scientists said this at the time. The people who discovered the variant, we played clips of them on the show talking about how this thing was basically manifesting as a cold or asymptomatically. And yet we're going to go crazy anyway. And we're going to design public policy that is not rooted in anything remotely resembling reality. We'll get to more on this in just a second. It's absolutely maddening. It's absolutely maddening. First, it is the holidays. You deserve a gift, a gift that is going to keep on giving all year long. I'm talking about a gift that looks as good as it feels. And it's going to pay for itself in terms of how much more productive you will be at work. This is the gift of the X chair manufactured by God's own angels to make you as comfortable as possible. I'm talking about a chair that can cool you down. I'm talking about a chair that can heat your back. I'm talking about a a massage chair and all of it while you sit flat on your butt doing your work, right? This is the magic of the X chair. It is the world's greatest office chair. Again, it, it descended directly from the angel Raphael, made it in his workshop, brought it down to earth. Now is the perfect time to purchase an X chair Buy early and buy now. And here is X Chair's holiday gift to you. Save 100 dollars off your X Chair just by purchasing it at xchairshapiro.com right now. That's the letter x chair X Xchair is a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort. You can finance your purchase for as little as 30 bucks a month. Go to xchairshapiro.com, save xchairshapiro.com. Go check it out right now. Get your own little slice of Sitting Heaven, xchairshapiro.com. Alrighty, so it's not it's spreading really, really fast. Here, here's what we know. It's spreading super fast. According to The Hill, a new study says that while the COVID-19 Omicron variant infects the human body 70 times faster than previous coronavirus strains, the infections appear to be less severe. Researchers from the University of Hong Kong's LKS Faculty of Medicine found that after 24 hours of infection, the Omicron variant multiplied in the human at bronchus 70 times faster than the Delta variant and the original coronavirus strain. That means basically in your throat. They also discovered that the Omicron infection in the lungs was significantly lower than the initial COVID-19 strain. Okay, Well, that would be the thing, right? If you, if you look at, my wife was showing me x-rays of this the other day, what a typical Delta or original variant COVID patient with severe COVID ends up looking like. And the lungs are pretty heavily damaged, right? You can see the, the cloudiness of the lungs because this is a respiratory ailment. When people die of COVID, it's because they're having respiratory problems. Okay, well, if it's not affecting the lungs, who cares? You have like a mild cough, you have like a a cold. The strain replicated in human lung tissue at a rate that was more than 10 times lower than the original COVID-19 strain, which suggests it may cause less severe illness. Okay, so here's what we know. Super infectious, gonna be almost impossible to stop people from getting it because it is resistant to, to the vaccines in terms of infection. According to a study authored by more than 20 scientists at at Columbia and University of Hong Kong. A striking feature of the variants is the large number of spike mutations that pose a threat to the efficacy of current COVID-19 vaccines and antibody therapies because the way that the vaccines were constructed is they were constructed to target spike proteins to resist infection, right? But this particular mutation has evolved to become less deadly but more infectious, which is very often how these viruses work, right? If if you're a virus and I understand viruses don't have brains, but if you you are thinking in sort of the the Richard Dawkins selfish gene notion. If these viruses are attempting to replicate, then the goal would not be to kill the host. It would be to get the host to infect as many human beings as possible. So that means that viruses tend to become more infectious and less deadly over time. So this would not be a giant shock. Okay, so what it did is it mutated to target a bunch of spike proteins. So the ones that were resistant are now being avoided. And so it could greatly compromise the vaccine in terms of the infection. But remember, that's not all the vaccines do. The vaccines don't just target the spike proteins to prevent infection. They also generated an immune response. This is what vaccines are meant to do. They generate an immune response that is then understood by the body. You get T cell immunity and B cell immunity. You get memory cell immunity. So the body knows how to fight it now. Basically, vaccines do a couple of things. To prevent infection, they target the spike proteins. That, that, are, that, are, that can prevent the infection, but they also train the body so that the body remembers how to fight the infection once the infection occurs. It's basically like a dojo for your body's immune system. And so this is what we've seen. We've seen that Pfizer, for example, the resistance rate to infection for two doses has dropped to like 33% for people with Omicron. So you're probably gonna get infected even if you have two doses. But it also means that the resilience against hospitalization and death remains incredibly high. Right, there is a um, there's an article over at MedPage today talking about the early data with regard to Omicron and, and how exactly the, the vaccines are responding to it. Two dose series performs well in real world analysis from South Africa's largest health insurer. An analysis by insurer Discovery Health from the first three weeks of the Omicron wave showed 70 percent protection against hospitalization for those who received the two dose series compared with the unvaccinated. Though that's a decline from the 93% protection seen during Delta, it's still regarded as very good protection, according to the report, which was published in a press release on the company's website. Protection against hospitalization was maintained across all people aged 18 to 79. There was slightly lower level of protection for those aged 60 to 69, about 67%, and 70 to 79, 59%, according to data shared during the briefing. Overall protection against infection fell to 33%. So what does that mean? It means that there's a good shot that even if you're double-dosed, even if you're triple-dosed, that you will get infected. But the chances that you're going to die are really low. And the reason they're low is because, number one, the disease itself is now less deadly. And number two, because you have retained prior immunity against actual hospitalization and death, which is the thing we used to care about. By the way, some monoclonal antibodies are still working. Regeneron, not so much. But it turns out, Regeneron said that it might not be as effective against the new variant, but data confirms it has diminished potency. But that's not true for AstraZeneca. So AstraZeneca said that their coronavirus antibody cocktail was retaining neutralizing activity against Omicron. And we'll get new data, I'm sure, very soon as to whether the Pfizer pill will still apply against Omicron. But again, Omicron is likely not going to kill you because most cases are like a severe cold. I'm going to bring you that data in just one second again. Data, data, data. Make your decisions based on data. Don't make your decisions based on what moron politicians and lying members of the media interpret the data as. We'll get to that in one second. First, if you run a company... You know that you didn't want to spend, you didn't found your company because you wanted to spend time doing HR, okay? HR is like, the t- Toby in the office is how everybody thinks of HR. But here's the thing, without Toby, your company could completely collapse in on itself like a dying star. Yeah, you know, wrongful termination suits minimum wage requirements, labor regulations. HR manager salaries are not cheap. They're an average of 70,000 bucks a year. Bambi is spelled B-A-M-B-E-E. It was created specifically for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, maintain your compliance, all for just 99 bucks a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding determinations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, all for just 99 bucks a month. They're month-to-month, no hidden fees, you can cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash Shapiro. B-A-M to the B-E-E dot slash Shapiro. Schedule your free HR audit. That is Bambi. Dot com slash Shapiro. It's spelled B-A-M to the B-E-E dot com slash Shapiro to get started today. OK, so how mild is the virus? According to Professor Tim Spector, most cases now appear like a severe cold. Omicron appears to produce fairly mild illness. He's the chief scientist on the ZOE app, which is a major study that tracks uh, that tracks COVID symptoms. He says the majority of infected people no longer have the classical triad of persistent cough fever and loss of smell and taste. He says his team has yet to gather complete data on Omicron symptoms, but initial findings suggest they are not much different from Delta, which already showed milder and more cold-like symptoms than previous variants as well. So what should you look for? Sneezing, headache, runny nose, sore throat, etc. Yeah, but, but the media, again, they, they continue to cover this as though it's the end of the world. And they're using the uncertainty as the lever for power here. right? Yeah, sure, it looks like the data are that, that Omicron isn't going to kill like a lot of people in terms of infection fatality rate. But we don't know. But we don't. So as out of an abundance of caution, never live life again. Just shut everything down. Take measures that clearly are not going to stop Omicron so that you have made your sacrifice to the pagan gods. Just do it. And then you'll feel better about yourself. You'll feel like you've done everything you could do. Okay, now this is, this is craziness. It really, really is. So here's here's the deal. The CDC is suggesting that 18,500 people could be dying per week. The reason that they are suggesting this is because the thing is so infectious. So according to the Daily Mail, grim new figures from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have predicted that U.S. COVID-19 deaths will soar by 73 percent to 15,600 a week by January 8th. Cases will rocket to 1.3 million a week by Christmas Day. The agency revealed its projections on Wednesday afternoon that show America will suffer up to 15,600 new COVID deaths a week as of January 8th, or 2,200 deaths per day, a 58% increase from 8,900 deaths currently being recorded each week, which is equivalent to about 1,285 deaths per day. Okay, so why? The answer is because every single human will get Omicron. Okay, so here's the question. What are you going to do? Really, what are you going to do? Because what we're talking about, there's people don't understand base rates, they really don't. So infection fatality rate means your chances of dying if you are infected. The infection fatality rate on Omicron appears to be significantly lower than Delta. We had already lowered the infection fatality rate on Delta for the vaccinated dramatically, but Omicron appears to be way lower than that, which means that your chances if you get Omicron of dying or being hospitalized are extraordinarily low. But if every human being on planet Earth gets Omicron, an absolute number of people who die will be higher. Those people will generally be immunocompromised or old. Okay, that's just the reality of the situation. Now, what are you going to do about it? So what they have decided is that they're going to tell you to mask up and never see another human being again. There's there's only one problem with that, which is that the data don't back that. You can mask everybody. Really, you can mask everybody on Earth. And unless they're wearing N95s, you know, very, very strong particle filters, the chances that it's going to stop Omicron, which again is 70 times as infectious as Delta and Delta was not even tested with regard to surgical masks. I'm not seeing the data to back this. I'm not. And I'm I'm frankly kind of puzzled by by the strategy here. By the way, in order to, before Omicron, there's a a study out by Aaron Prosser, Bartosz Helfer and David Schreiner in MedRx, okay, which is the preprint server for health sciences. They tried to analyze the number of unvaccinated people who would need to be excluded to prevent SARS-CoV-2 transmissions, right? For vaccine passports. This is before Omicron, which is way more infectious. Like so much more infectious that huge parties of people who are already vaccinated are getting it. Okay, and triple-vaxxed are getting it. So this study suggests, this is before, remember, before Omicron, which is way more infectious, in order to prevent one infection, you would need to exclude 1,000 unvaccinated people. Quote, Our study suggests that at least 1,000 unvaccinated people likely need to be excluded to prevent one SARS-CoV-2 transmission event in most types of setting for most jurisdictions, notably Australia, California, Canada, China, France, Israel, and others. So you'd have to exclude 1,000 humans who are unvaccinated to prevent one transmission. Now, what do you do with a variant that is way more infectious than Delta? Like, really, are lockdowns likely to work? And once again, let me point out that if you are young, you are your chance of dying from Omicron if you're young are minute. By the way, even during the pandemic, during the pandemic itself, like the worst of the pandemic, if you were 18 to 49, you were now more likely to die of fentanyl overdose than you were to die of COVID. This is according to Fox 10 Phoenix. Families against fentanyl released some stats. They showed that between 2020 and 2021, nearly 79,000 people between 18 and 45 died of fentanyl overdoses. The number of people who died of COVID-19 between those ages, between the dates, January 1, 2020 and December 15, 2021, was 53,000. So not only did more people die of fentanyl overdose between 18 and 45 during that date, it was like 50% more people died of fentanyl overdose. Out of the 800,000 Americans who have died of, of COVID-19, this means of the 800,000 people, the grand total number of people under the age of 46 who have died of COVID, is about 54,000, right? Which, again, it is heavily striated toward the elderly because death is heavily striated toward the elderly. But instead of figuring out, okay, what do we need to do to theoretically protect the elderly more? Instead, they're still trying to to push lockdowns. Here was Joe Biden's spokeswoman yesterday, Karine Jean-Pierre, saying, "Um, we can't rule out more lockdowns. Of course you can't, because you kind of want them. Yeah, you've you've made a box and now you can't get out of it. You suggested you were gonna end COVID. You certainly cannot end Omicron. And uh, and yet you have to maintain the myth. As it relates to to shutdowns, which is what I was trying to convey uh, to uh, Jeff as he asked me this question. Look, you know, we've been very clear. Dr. Fauci has been very clear. Um, uh, Our public health experts have been very clear. We know what works and we're going to continue to do what works, which is making sure that, you know, we do everything we can to get folks vaccinated. We're at 71% of people being fully vaccinated. That's a huge difference to where we were a year ago, as I just stated. A year ago, we were at less than 1%. Okay, but um, I've noticed that it's spiking in places where people are vaccinated. So what exactly is your goal? If your goal is to prevent hospitalization and death, I agree. People should vaccinate. I've been saying this all the way throughout the pandemic. As soon as the vaccines were available, I thought that people should get the vaccines. However, now you're talking about taking measures that are not likely to prevent transmission. You're not going to end all of this. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? According to the New York Times, breakthrough infections are common. This week, Denmark reported that three quarters, three quarters of Omicron cases occurred in people who had received two vaccine doses. A recent outbreak at Cornell may have been driven by Omicron. 97% of the population at Cornell is vaccinated. So um, what exactly is your plan? Seriously, what's your plan? Because I've been saying for a long time that when it comes to COVID, everyone now has had the opportunity to get the vaccine. That's all you can do. End of story. The fact that more people are going to get Omicron does not change that. In fact, theoretically, Omicron is is a better thing to get than Delta. Because, I mean, if you, as an individual, not on like a broad nationwide plane because more cases lead to more absolute deaths, but on an individual level, your personal chances of dying from Omicron are apparently significantly lower than your personal chances of dying of Delta. So if you're going to get one of these diseases anyway, you may as well get Omicron. You're going to have to, you're going to get one of them, Pick Omicron. It's <laughs> sort of the so that, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Omicron replacing Delta on a broad statistical level is a is a good thing if everybody's gonna end up with Delta anyway. Nonetheless, Joe Biden continues to push the idea that it's boosters and boosters and and the unvaccinated who are the true risk. Again, the unvaccinated were at risk from from COVID. It depending on your age, it was either a high risk if you were elderly or a fairly low risk if you were twenty. The unvaccinated were, and and they are currently at the exact same risk, maybe a lower risk now if you're unvaccinated. Because again, if you're unvaccinated and you get Omicron, it's way milder. So maybe you are at like a way lower risk than you were with Delta. So in other words, Omicron replacing Delta, If you were if you were like driven to get a vaccine, like driven, 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 not sorry, if you were driven not to get a vaccine, like you really didn't want to get a vaccine. And the reason that you didn't want to get a vaccine is not because you were afraid of infection, but you felt like the infection was going to be less problematic for you the vaccine, and this is why you didn't get the vaccine, or you felt that you already had COVID, and that means that you have T-cell and B-cell immunity. If If that was your logic, Omicron not only does not change your logic, it exacerbates your logic. Because if you're one of the people who didn't get the vaccine because you were afraid that the vaccine was more severe than Delta, and Omicron is less severe than Delta, by the transitive property, you should now be less afraid of not getting the vaccine than you were before. The only reason that you were interested in getting the vaccine was to evade the, the consequences of the disease. If Omicron is less deadly than Delta, then the math on why you should get a vaccine is actually worse, not better. Right? This is, again, So so the logic has not changed for the people who are unvaccinated, which is part of the problem. Again, like if you want to get vaccinated, you should get vaccinated. If you don't want to get vaccinated, you know, I may think you're wrong, but you have that right in the United States. But Joe Biden is going to continue to push this. He says the unvaccinated are looking at a winter of severe disease and death. I have a question. Weren't they looking at that winter anyway with Delta? And why exactly are like he's pushing vax mandates. I don't know how you push a vax mandate on the back of Omicron. That isn't going to work with regard to Delta. This is why, by the way, you know, you should go sign our our petition at dailywire.com slash do not comply. It's our petition against the vax mandates from the Biden administration, we, of course, were the first company in America to file a lawsuit against the vaccine mandates when they came down. We're at over 900,000 signatures at this point. We're aiming for a million by Christmas. So please help us out. Forward it to all of your friends. Anyway, here's Joe Biden blaming the unvaccinated for everything, even though the vaccinated are passing this as well. For unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for unvaccinated. For themselves, their families, and the hospital they'll soon overwhelm. But there's good news. If you're vaccinated and you have your booster shot, you're protected from severe illness and death. OK, Um. so he's going to focus on VAX mandates at this point. Based on Omicron, if it didn't work with Delta, it ain't going to work with Omicron. Omicron is more infectious and way less deadly, apparently. All right. In just one second, we'll get to more measures that the left is pushing that have no relation to the data which means they have to there's an agenda behind it. If you're if you see somebody doing something and you're like they're saying it's for this reason but it clearly is not that reason. There has to be another reason they're doing it. And the reason is because of the control. They want the control over your life. They want to they want to they want to portray themselves as capable of doing a thing they are not capable of doing. We'll get to more in just one second. First, you may be far from ordinary, but the truth is that erectile dysfunction is actually shockingly common. In fact, 52% of guys aged 40 to 70 will experience some form of erectile dysfunction. So why live with that? Why not just go get it solved? Head on over to GetRoman.com slash Ben right now. Speak to a U.S.-licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction. Get 15 bucks off your first month of treatment. Roman ready? It's confidence personified. It means that things are going to work the way they are supposed to. And Roman's system is completely confidential, totally discreet. No logos, no labels on the packages with Roman. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S.-licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it'll ship to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, convenient, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash Ben complete an online visit today. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete that online visit today. Connect with a U.S.-licensed healthcare professional and get it taken care of today. Go to GetRoman.com slash Ben today. If you're prescribed, get 15 bucks off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this season. Roman ready. All righty. We'll get to more on this in just one moment, because again, everybody is rushing to the cameras and the microphones to announce policies that make no sense. There is an agenda. That agenda is, um, I think, being revealed by a certain number of hard leftists first. As you know, and as I've mentioned, you need to go sign our petition right now. Dailywire.com slash do not comply. This is our petition against the Biden vax mandates. We have over 900,000 signatures thus far. We are trying to get to a million before Christmas. Please sign the petition right now, forward it to all your friends, and make the magic happen. Also, I have to announce something super duper exciting. This is a brand new series. It's titled The Search. It's completely different than anything I've ever done. Instead of me just interviewing somebody in sort of probing fashion, which is what you'll get on the Sunday special, it's, it's something different. It's how I actually talk with my friends, who happen to be some of the most famous and influential people, on earth, right? But it's how we talk when we're usually not on camera. It's a voyeuristic view of the conversations with my closest and most influential friends. My good friend, Jordan Peterson, is the very first to join me. So Jordan and I, whenever we talk, it's, it's, it's always fun. We talk about family and we talk about life and we talk about meaning. And it, it's kind of a different tone and tenor than what you would normally get in an interview with Jordan or Jordan interviews me. It's a different kind of conversation. We went to a coffee shop and we just chatted. And, it, and it's great. It, it's as if you are a fly on the wall when I hang out with Jordan. The conversation with Jordan drops tonight, dailywire.com. If you're not a member yet, now is the best time to sign up. Head on over to dailywire.com slash subscribe. Sign up today. These are great conversations. I think intimate conversations, conversations where, where we're, we're having mental and spiritual connections with people. It's great. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. Okay, so everybody is talking about lockdowns and, and vaccine boosters and universal masking. Okay, I have a stat from South Africa. Okay, this one's just breaking. You ready? The South African hospitalization rate, which is what you care about, is at 1.7%. By comparison, by comparison, during their last wave of Delta, the hospitalization rate was 19%. That's how much less deadly Omicron is than Delta. It is it is literally, by the statistics, about 10 times less deadly than Delta. And, and yet, what are you talking about? What, what are you? None of this makes any sense. And yet, you have the NFL has announced a return to universal masking and other protocols amid COVID-19 outbreak. The NFL said, throughout the pandemic, we have continuously evolved our protocols to meet our goal of advancing the safety of the players, coaches, and staff. The changes we are making today aim to address the increasing cases and the advent of the Omicron variant. They say effective immediately, all clubs will implement preventative measures that have proven effective. Really, have they proven effective? Have they though? Masking regardless of vaccination status. Has that been like super duper duper pooper scooper effective against Omicron? Because I missed the data. They say it's been proven effective. I like some proof. Some proof would be excellent. Remote or outdoor meetings. Eliminating in-person meals. No outside visitors while on team travel. We will continue to strongly encourage boosters as the most effective protection. For young adult healthy males. Like the most healthy human beings in our society. Finally, based on expert advice, we will adjust to the return to participation requirements for those who have recovered from COVID-19. It, this is all insanity. And again, they're just going to keep pushing it. So you got ESPN's Jeff Van Gundy saying the NBA is going to have to pause or bubble. These are the healthiest human beings on planet Earth. And they're going to have to bubble or pause because people are getting mild colds in South Africa. Mike, it's all sports. I, I really feel... That at some point, there's going to be a pause to our season, a bubble to our season. The way they're predicting these cases to continue to go as Davis with the dump, I don't see any way around it. Clearly, we hope that you're wrong, but it's impossible to predict. Um, No, it isn't tough to predict if you're not if you're not invested in the narrative. Meanwhile, the CEO of Southwest Airlines, he was being queried before Congress. His name is Gary Kelly. And he was asked about masking on planes. And he points out that masking on planes is almost completely useless. That we didn't have level high levels of transmission on planes before because of HEPA filters. We don't have high levels of transmission on planes now. We have had no cases, of which I am aware, of any sort of COVID outbreak on an airplane. The entire pandemic. And yet we've been told that masking on planes is the be-all end-all. In fact, you're only allowed to take down your mask for like a second so you can sip some water and then you're supposed to go right back. Unless you're maxing in waters, in which case you can ride around without a mask no problem, as the Daily Wire exclusively reported yesterday. Maxine, anti Maxine, as they as they call her, she's she's able to do whatever she wants because she, of course, is iconic. Or something. So here is the CEO of Southwest Airlines saying masks don't do anything on planes, as we will see the media are not having any of this. The statistics I recall is ninety nine point nine seven percent of airborne pathogens uh, are captured by the HEPA filtering system and it's turned over every two or three minutes we use UT Southwestern and Stanford School of Medicine. But um, yeah, I I think the case uh, is very strong that uh, masks don't add much, if anything, uh, in the uh, air cabin environment. It's very safe and very high quality compared to uh, uh, any other indoor setting. Um, So he says that. And then CNN's doctor a cnn doctor named william schaffner comes on and you know he's a doctor because he's wearing his his white lab coat on tv and and he says how dare the southwest ceo do things like like say things like like facts and data that's bad would you get on a plane right now or in the coming weeks without a mask no and you know we have data from the national academy of sciences published in the proceedings of the national academy of sciences a, a, syst- a systematic review and and we also have you know uh randomized clinical trial designs out of uh, that were done in bangladesh by stanford and yale so the data supports use of the mask but use of masks but also why say this now when we have the most transmissible variant of all accelerating, I, I don't know. On a, some of these CEOs, they have the emotional intelligence of a doorknob. I, I don't know why they would say that kind of thing. So that was a uh, Doctor Peter Hotez of Baylor, emotional intelligence of a doorknob, because he's citing data on planes, and then you're citing data from Bangladesh, from a masking study in Bangladesh that did not cover Delta, and was still vague. But again, all that matters is the outcome, and the outcome is you're supposed to you're supposed to do whatever these people tell you. So you have another CNN doctor named William Schaffner saying it's time to mask around your family. Well, I have a better solution for everybody. You want to prevent death by COVID? All you have to do is wrap a plastic bag around your head and then you take some duct tape and you wrap it around your neck. You won't die of COVID. Anyway, here is uh, your CNN doctor, William Schaffner. I would recommend that we hang our stockings with care. I think we have to be careful. If we're all going to get together, we should all be vaccinated and preferentially boosted. We should wear our masks if we're uncertain. And another thing we can do is we could all get tested the morning of our getting together. And I would certainly say if you're going to any group event indoors, whether you're vaccinated or not, please wear your mask. Some data, any data, anything here, like really any data that this is going to minimize the transmission. Of Omicron. Or, by the way, that you on a personal level, if you are not immunocompromised or 80, that you ought to be deeply worried about Omicron. Like anything here. This guy, by the way, is the more moderate voice. Then you have MSNBC doctor Rob Davidson who says, don't even get together with anybody over Christmas. In fact, just stay in your home forever. In fact, lock yourself in your closet and have somebody slide food to you under a door or something. Should we be ceasing and desisting in your view in terms of getting together for the holidays with anyone who's not in our pod, our group of people that we've been around mostly for the last year. Yeah, I think that's the safest way to go, right? If, if you have people who you know are fully vaccinated, particularly if they're boosted and they don't have symptoms, and hey, if you can find a few rapid antigen tests out there and you can do those before they get together, you know, I think you go for it. I'm sorry, these people are. So what's the actual agenda here? Because they're not citing data. They're setting fear, and they're crafting fear, and they're creating fear. And by the way, they're creating fear, but only to a certain extent, right? They're now pretending that masks and boosters are gonna prevent you from getting Omicron. The data on this do not exist. So they're willing to scare you, but only up to the point where they can control you. Because if they scare you too much, you might realize that they actually can't control it, and then you might be realistic about what exactly is gonna happen. What is the end goal here? Well, for the far left, the end goal, as always, is transformational change. There's an article by Anna North in Vox.com today. Talking about work. Here is the title of the piece. The world as we know it is ending. Why are we still at work? From the pandemic to climate change, Americans are still expected to work no matter what happens. The entire contention of the article is that because of COVID, no one should ever go to work again because work is bad. Instead, we need to make sure that people never have to work again. We have to restructure the entire American economy around the idea that people should do less work because work is bad. Work is bad. And so question, who's going to support all the people who are sitting in their homes because they're afraid of COVID, which is not going to kill them if it's Omicron and if they are not ridden with cancer, for example. Well, what is the data? There is no data. But transformational change always requires a hook for the left. COVID was the best hook they've ever seen and they will not let it go ever, ever, for the rest of time, ever. It's up to you to push them. It's up to you to push back. It's up to you to say, I'm not going to comply with your nonsense, because you're not even presenting me with the data. This is why, again, I'll urge people, head on over to dailywire.com, slash you not comply, sign our petition, we're at 900,000 signatures, we are try and get to a million. But as a as a basic way of living, they are offering you no life in return for no real additional shot that you're going to avoid COVID. If that sounds like a great bargain to you, keep voting for them. All right, we'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content. first, You can't forget to end your week by checking out The Andrew Clavin Show. Drew shows every Friday. He's got an exciting evening planned for you tonight. He's diving into how Democrats fear the right are the ones threatening democracy. So head on over to DailyWire.com, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Tune in. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe, too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Clavin Show, The Michael Knowles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover. Production manager, Pavel Wydowski. Associate producer, Bradford Carrington. Post producer, Justin Barber. The show is edited by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Koromina. Hair and Makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant, Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021. Hey, everybody, this is Andrew Claven, host of The Andrew Clavin Show. You know, some people are depressed because the republic is collapsing, the end of days is approaching, and the moon's turned to blood. But on The Andrew Claven Show, that's where the fun just gets started. So come on over to The Andrew Claven Show and laugh your way through the fall of the republic with me, Andrew Claven.